What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on another exciting episode of Data. My name is Brian, and I look forward to sharing with you another amazing guest today. But first, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please make sure you get out there and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now sit back and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. If you haven't subscribed yet, please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the awesome guests like the one I have joining me today. I'm super excited about this interview. Really excited to dive into our conversation. Uh, I have Mark Wahlberg joining me on Dad Up today. And Mark is best known, he, you know, he is a, he's an American television personality. Uh, he's been one for decades. Uh, and he is currently the host of the U.S. Network uh, Temptation Island. And Mark has been the host of a uh, longtime running show called uh, Antique Roadshows. And throughout the years, Mark has hosted hit shows like Temptation Island, as I said, Test the Nation, Moment of Truth, and Russian Roulette. More importantly, though, Mark is a husband and he's a father to two grown kids. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, Mark. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that. And I always want to make sure that people know which Mark Wahlberg they're talking to so they don't get right. too excited. <laughs> I'll make the joke no. before you do. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I, I was thrilled that you, uh, that you accepted the invitation. And uh, just I've been really looking forward to our conversation. So, yeah, I was, I was super, uh, super excited when you said you'd do it. So well, thank you. Thank you. Well, let's do this. Let's start off. I mean, I want to dive kind of into your kind of the back history of Mark first before we kind of get into the questions. Okay. Tell me, tell me a little bit how you got into television, how that kind of all got started, kind of the back history of youth. Well, I grew up uh, in South Carolina and uh, really had no designs on TV at all. As a matter of fact, I really had no idea what I was going to do. And I was in college and I ended up taking um, a summer program that was a musical theater program. Make a long story short, it, it brought me out to California and I was kind of bopping around doing that sort of thing. Met my wife. We got engaged. We worked on a cruise ship for six months. When we got off the cruise ship, because uh, she's an actor, singer, dancer, we got married and I didn't have a job or a degree and I was pretty concerned. So I went to work at Dick Clark Productions as okay. an entry level guy. And uh, one thing led to another. A warm up guy didn't show up. So I ended up taking over and being the warm up guy. He seemed to have a knack for that. And one thing led to another. They need a warm-up guy turned into an announcer, and an announcer turned into a host. And so I've been in TV for, gosh, you know, I, I usually mark it by my anniversary, which is coming up. So that'll be 34 years. So I've been in TV a, a little over 34 years. Wow, that's awesome. How, how cool is that to just kind of, you know, kind of slide into a role that that you didn't even know anything about, really, and uh, you jumped in and, and off you were running? Well, it's one of the things I, I try to tell people, and and even told my kids is that, you know, don't make too many plans, you know, be prepared, but don't make too many plans because you're going to take yourself out of the possibility that lays ahead of for you that you're mm. not even, you, you don't even have the capacity to imagine. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? If, if you're left your own limitations of imagination, you're going to take out of the possibility things that don't add up. Mm. And, and my career is a testament to that. I mean, there's a million things that have happened that don't add up, uh, but brought me to where I am now. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because I, I never pictured myself uh, doing a podcast and when both my boys kind of, you know, they're adults now. So I kind of was kind of missing that something else to do and really wanted to fulfill my father roles. And I, I kind of jumped into podcasting and uh, my, uh, I actually had a family member say, you need to, you need to start a dad podcast. And mm. it's just, it's been really cool. I've met a lot of cool people and a lot of, a lot of dad stories. So well, I've had a lot of titles and a lot of jobs, and the one that uh, 
was the only one I dreamed about doing was being a dad. That was the only mm. thing I used to fantasize about at 12, 13 years old was being a father. So I always say on Father's Day, I should be giving them a gift. Right. You know? And that takes yeah. the hook off of them, you know, takes them off the hook of forgetting to send you one. <laughs> Now, now you've got uh, you've got a few years of the dad uh, experience on me. My boys are two boys, and they're twenty two and nineteen. Now you have, if I understand correctly, you have a boy and a girl. I have a twenty nine year old boy and a twenty well, actually, in five days, twenty six year old daughter. Okay. My All son right, yeah. is a naval aviator. He's a pilot. Oh, cool! And my daughter is a, a professional ballerina and uh, also a teacher. Oh, that's very cool. That's yeah. very cool. Is he uh, is he going to stay in the in the navy for for the full twenty? Uh, he is. Uh, his trajectory is that, but you know things are fluid. I I think he'll stay in for a while. He's obviously in a command position right now and doing well. But you know life life goes the way it goes. So I I'll wait to hear what he says about that. Uh, all right. Well, I think the plan has something to do with that. But yeah. Very cool. Well, next time you uh, talk to him, tell him I said thank him, thank him for his service for I me. I will do it. I, uh, yeah. I I spent four years in the Marine Corps, and uh, when I I just felt my my time was up after four years. I thought about staying in longer, but I just felt like I needed. I had some other other things I wanted to do outside of uh, the military. But um, I'm certainly something that I'm proud of. And, sure. And, uh, and thanks for to you for your service as well. Appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate no, that. I appreciate that. So thank you. Well, very cool. Now let's uh, let's dive in. So okay. I mean, you've you've been a you've been a dad, like we said, uh, for for a few years now. A long time. Um, what what, you, what did you enjoy most about being a dad? I've enjoyed every minute of it. Um, I say that you don't really know the capacity for joy and the capacity for fear until you have children. And my kids have been literally the calling card of my biggest pride and joy in my life. I um, have been really fortunate in that my business allows me to be home a lot. So there have been lots of times when I'm gone, gone, but I also could be the mommy and me dad, you know? So yeah. I, uh, I didn't miss a lot of baseball games. Didn't miss a lot of ballet. The whole ride has been amazing, but the chapter I'm in now is even more amazing when the, the lessons you taught your kids start to be actualized because they actually believed you. So half the lessons I was teaching were things I, I would say to them that sounded right, <laughs> you know, but right. I, I wasn't sure. In theory, they made sense. As parents, there's a point where we're a deity, and then later they learn you're just a human. But while you're still that sort of godlike being, they think what you're saying has merit. And then later in life, they show up and do stuff, and then you actually see the lesson actualized yes. and you become the student. So that's what yes. I'm enjoying now is watching my kids <laughs> accomplish what they're doing. And then they'll say, well, that's what you told us to do. And I'm like, yeah, but I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> so it becomes really amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they go, they go through those, those struggles of the teenage years where, where mom and dad don't know anything. And, and, and they're, they're almost like a, like we're their, we're their enemy uh, that's right. at times. And, uh, and then when they get into those adult years, I'm starting to notice it now with my boys, you know, um, that they are just, they've matured, they're growing. And the bond that we had, I realized the bond that we had with them growing up is so, was so strong that, that that bond is there now. And I can see them just uh, doing the things that that I taught them as a kid growing up. And uh, that's, that's so cool. Uh, yeah. That's so cool. Now, are they... Uh, 
are they getting ready to start families? I mean, how's that? Both of them that? have somebody that they're in love with and living with. And, and I think, uh, you know, eminent changes are coming, but nothing right. announced yet. And, you know, I'm, I'm really happy that they're finding happiness that way as well. And now I'm in the chapter of life that, and this is sort of would go into the older dad giving advice to younger dads out there. Right. There's a point when your role shifts a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now I'm very aware of not giving unsolicited advice. Mm-hmm. Now I try to do my best to withhold the part of me that wants to jump right in with, you know, what you should do is and mm-hmm. wait till I'm asked. And that's, that's a lesson I'm learning as a parent. That's really been very powerful for me. You know, yeah, it, you yeah. just got to let them be. And guess what? Just because you have an opinion on it doesn't make it right as a parent. So at this point, when they're in their 20s and even earlier than that, there's, you know, I I can remember saying to my kids when they were in their teenage years, you know, I know this sounds ridiculous, but if you just do what I tell you, you're going to miss a lot of pain. Right. (laughs) And then I realized, why would I rob them of the pain? Why would I rob them of all the things that I look back on fondly now, which were the horrible mistakes I made out of ignorance and, and, and arrogance. And so, you know, the same thing with love and relationship, you know, heartbreak is part of it. And, and all the stuff that I got to experience, I can't protect you from. And why would I want to, Mm -hmm. that robs them from the fullness of life. So I'm constantly learning as a dad, new ways of being a dad. And the thing I think that most dads don't do and moms, and I, I use the term, I wrote a thing called badass dad, but I really made a point to say, you know, I use it only because my, I'm a dad, but it's parent. It doesn't matter mom or dad. Right. But I, I really think that, you know, I have two kids who excelled in their fields beyond like the 1%, like being a, a Navy pilot is a it's huge and yeah. being a professional ballerina. It's just Absolutely. outrageous. But I said that the thing is, is you don't, you don't want to be the pusher of your kids. You want to be the follower of your kids' passions, you know, and then, and lead from behind is what the way I always did it. And so in those moments when my daughter doesn't want to go to practice or rehearsal, or my son doesn't want to go to baseball practice or whatever, I would say, you know, you do what you want. I've already gotten through high school, but yeah. is that in line with what you said is your goal? Right. So I constantly would ask that question. Does that add up with what you said your goal was? Knowing that sometimes you make choices that take you away from your goal, but that's part of life. You don't always have to be striving and perfect. And then other times you forget that even when you don't want to, if this is what you said you wanted in life, you kind of have to do it when you don't want to. So show up. And yeah. rather than saying, you're not missing practice today, young man, I would often say, or to my daughter, you know, how does that line up with what you say you want to be? And that's a little passive aggressive, but it's honest. <laughs> right. You know, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, one of the things one of the things that I find is very difficult for us as parents, though, is to allow our kids to make mistakes. That's tough for us because yeah. as much as we know our kids are going to get could be hurt, you know, whether it's emotional, it wouldn't be physically, obviously, but emotionally hurt or 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 stuck in a situation. We want to be in there to rescue them because they're our babies. You know, we want to help them. And sometimes that's not the right thing for us to do. Sometimes, like you said, they have to stumble through these mistakes that they make, well, these challenges they, they go through in order to learn. Well, there's two things on that. One is, as parents, we see the ball coming in slow. 
So we're like, oh, oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and they are seeing it for the first time. So you got to let them do that. But the other thing that I used a lot and really believe is true is that earlier when the kids were in school, if they did something that was out of integrity, they didn't do their homework or they lied about something or whatever, which wasn't off. And rather than punishing and yelling, I was able to say to them, you know that this is an actually an opportunity. And I, I exp- and I gave them this speech that they've since given me a hard time about regularly. But I talk about their word being a credit card, which does two things. One, it's it's an integrity talk, but it also explains debt, you know, and mm-hmm. how credit cards work. I said, but your word is a credit card. And the more your word is good, the more room people give you and take you on your word and you don't have to prove it. Right? Right. And the basic conversation I said is that, look, if you're good all the time in school – you never cause any trouble. You do all your homework. Your teacher will have respect for you, and that'll be awesome. But when you come with me and you've made a mistake, right, you didn't tell the truth, you did something to somebody else, you cheated, whatever it is, and I don't care how bad it is, it's actually an opportunity to be more respected. Hmm. Because if you own up to it and walk into your teacher face-to-face, which no kid does, and say, hey, this is what I did. I'm sorry I did it, and here's how I won't do it again. Here's the action I'm going to take. It is such a rare move to do that that you actually earn respect from having made a mistake. Mm -hmm. Respect you can't even earn by being good all the time. So I think that's a way to teach young kids a path to getting out of their head of, oh, my God, I'm a bad kid. Yeah. And I always say you're not a bad kid. You just did a bad thing. You're a great kid who did a bad thing. And now you have an opportunity to show people what, what you're made of. Yeah. And I think it's a perfect opportunity for us as parents, especially when they're growing up and learning, you know, a lot of things that they, that they get from us is, is caught, not taught. Right. I've right. talked a lot about that on my show. And I think you bring the, bring up a good point in that, you know, we can, we as parents can show, show that we make mistakes and we own up to it. And you're teaching your kids, Hey, it's okay to make mistakes as long as you own up to it. Um, and I, so I think that's such a valuable lesson yeah. for kids to learn. I like to go further. You know, mistakes are inevitable. How you, how you own up to it is the difference. And it's not just you can get forgiven. You actually earn more than if you hadn't made the mistake. Mm. Because it takes balls to say, I did this to you. It was wrong. And let me let you know that I'm sorry and I won't do it again. Right. It's no, powerful. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I'm sure that uh, that your kids appreciate that now, now being grown and, and older um, and kind of, you know, they've gone through a little bit of life now. Life's really at times probably hit them on the chin a little bit. And the lessons that you taught them as kids, um, I'm sure that they respect that and appreciate that now that they're uh, out on their own. Uh, you know, one of the greatest joys, like I said earlier, is watching the lessons pay off. And I watch my son and my daughter. Uh, But my son is now a naval officer who has, when he was deployed in a war zone, had 30 young 19-year-old sailors that were under his command in addition to his flying duties. And hearing the stories he'd tell of how he dealt with them were very similar to how I dealt with him Hmm. and really, really powerful. And to Hmm. the point where he won an award for, you know, officer of of the month or something like that from his leadership. My daughter Hmm. the same way her intuitive sense and what she's learned from my wife and I as parents has her be graceful emotionally in what is a very stressful business. 
which is ballet, which is right. a toxic environment. Yeah. And now she teach, she's teaching younger students and has become a social influencer monetized by talking about, you know, how to stay healthy in the ballet world, well, yeah. mostly healthy. So I'm really, really mm. proud of that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good job, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it is? is Like I said, we teach a lesson that has X amount of power. When they actualize it, it becomes exponentially more powerful Yeah. from yeah. their seat. So, That's so cool. So yeah, cool. I'll pay well, it forward me, kind of thing. Let me, let me take you back a few years now. Right. If, you could, if you could think back and, and kind of if, if there was something that you wish you knew before you had kids that you know now, what, what, what would it have been? Little League isn't that important. <laughs> and by the way, I always say that Little League reminds me a lot of um, Alcoholics Anonymous <laughs> in that th those who are sick are helping the sick. So just because parents want quality time and want to coach their kids doesn't necessarily mean they're qualified to coach their kids. Right. Right. And right. so, you know, looking back on that, I was always a coach, but like an assistant coach or something like that. And really I was there just to witness all the dysfunction that happens on the field and then process it at home with my kids so that right. we could go, yeah, okay. That's just parents being parents. So, um, yeah. and then I had this, I, I'm a little off topic, but I had this conversation with both of my kids who asked me to coach their teams. And I said, okay, I'll agree to coach your teams if you'll make this agreement with me that practices, you come last, not first. That you're mm. giving me to the other kids. Because what I don't want is you're the shortstop and there's eight other players that don't count. Right? So, right. But I'll make a pact with you both. Because my daughter played basketball for a while. I coach basketball and baseball as well. I'll work with you individually, privately, for at least a half an hour before or after every practice. And then during practice, our little wink and a nod is that you're my secret assistant where you're going to share me with everybody else so that you don't need to be validated by me in front of the others as, so that I can coach the team. Right. Right. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of a cool lesson. Yeah. It's, it's great that you, you bring that up. Uh, you know, I, I coached my boys too, baseball, uh, football and basketball all yeah. the way up through, through uh, high school. Yeah. My son, my younger son and I actually won CIF championship with our, with the high school. And uh, so he and I both have uh, CIF championship rings, which is cool that we'll have really forever. Cool. Yeah. But, but I, you know, I, you're right. I think about the times that I coached my boys and it was, they knew there was a hard rule between coach and dad. And when we were on the field or on the court, I was coach and they yeah. respected me as a coach. And when we were in the car on our way home from practice or games, was then, that. My dad, then my dad hat comes yeah. on and we can talk about stuff. I think um, it was but, born out of me witnessing those dad coaches mm -hmm. whose whole purpose is to show how great their kid is and everybody else is a supporting player. Exactly and, right. And I was not the greatest athlete. So what I was teaching is life lessons through sports, Right that have paid off immensely for the kids that I coached who still show up at my house. Right. And they weren't so much, you know, where to put your glove, but the value of giving up individuality to be part of a team. Um, I didn't believe in the, it's all about just having fun. I believe there's, it's about winning, mm -hmm. you know, but losing gracefully and playing mm -hmm. within the rules, you know, all those things. And I, I was able to correlate them into life lessons so they thought they were doing Little League, but I thought they were doing Tony Robbins. <laughs> so, 
That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, you're, you're, you're speaking my language because yeah. uh, that's exactly how I was as a coach and, and still am. I still coach at the high school level, even though my boys aren't there anymore. Well, that's I still great. coach because, uh, I, cause I enjoy it so much. Yeah. Well, let me ask you one more question and then I'll let you go. If yeah. I were to ask your son and daughter now, uh, tell me something about your dad. What do you think they would say about you? Or what do you hope that they would say about you? Oh, it depends on which kid you ask at what time <laughs> of the day. You know, it's very interesting. My daughter and I have this ESP connection. Okay. So she'll call me up or we'll be sitting and something will happen and she'll go, what am I thinking? And I say it exactly, or she does it to me. My son and I have a different connection. So I don't know what they would say. I think, um, boy, I really like to ask them and hear what they'd say. Um, I think my daughter would say that I am um, a baby who cries too much. Uh <laughs> And I think my son would say I am, you know, the author of the corniest dad jokes on the planet. (laughs) But his girlfriend says every minute she sees him, it's like, oh, my God, there's Mark. You know, we (laughs) we do the same thing. So uh, I you know, it's a a really great question. And I haven't a clue what they would say. I know this is what I would want them to say. Right. But you know what? I have a feeling that what they would say would far exceed what I would want them to say. Mm. I mean, mm. their, their love for me has been expressed over and over in many ways, mostly verbally and emotionally. And so I, I, I go to bed at night knowing very clearly how my kids feel about me. And we have a very intimate relationship, my kids and I, with what we talk about. There's nothing, you know, nothing um, that we can't talk about. Mm, that's um, awesome. He, he, almost the point of you know what would appear on the outside to be almost inappropriate talk, but it's respect. It's mm. respect for at this point. This is the other transition of parenting that I speak to at this point, which is at some point your kids are going to see you for who you are, a right. flaw, a flawed and imperfect human, and it's at that point do they still have respect for you? Right. And so at this point our relationships are real and they don't hold me in the esteem of this magical parent who makes everything better, but the guy who's had ups and downs as well. So we get to share life together that way. Mm. And I'm grateful for that. I'm also gotcha. grateful that they both felt ready to fly when their wings were ready. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. the thing about parenting that I think people forget is that if you do it well, they leave you. Yeah. <laughs> and it breaks your heart yeah. and you wonder yeah. how could they have done that to you? But if you do it right, they leave you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the reasons why I uh, started the podcast, Mark, because I kind of, you know, I, I knew that my boys were going to be leaving. My younger oh. son plays. My younger son plays college basketball right now, so he's 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 at Hope International University in Fullerton. So he plays college basketball there, but he's home right now. But uh, and so in the fall, he's leaving. But my older son, he's home, but he's getting ready to move back to Arizona. He's already graduated college. He's getting ready to move back mm. to Arizona to go, you know, he wants to live with some buddies out there. And I knew that this time was coming. And as much as I was looking forward to that empty nester with hanging yeah. out with my wife a little bit more, yeah. uh, it, it felt like a piece of me was going to be missing. And that's well, why I started. When my first left, I was depressed for a semester. And when my second left, I was a little depressed. Now, I joke that this is... This is how a uh, visit with my kids are. My kids coming home are like a trip to Vegas. You think you want to <laughs> stay for a week, but after three days, you're broken, hungover. 
I love it. So I love it. That's you know, awesome. They need space, and I enjoy my time with my wife and doing what I want. I said, now that the kids are grown and the d- dog died, we can go wherever we want. <laughs> so that's, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Well, now you have homework to do, Mark. Now you got to ask your kids uh, that question because it's something that I tell my dads now. I said, that's a question you should ask your kids in various stages of their life because they're going to be honest with you. Yeah. And, and their answers are going to change as, as they grow. So, What's exactly the question? How would you describe me? Or, yeah. How, yeah. If, if, if you were to ask your kids, tell me something about, tell me something about me, what would you say? Yeah. I will ask them that today. And I'm afraid, do it. I'm afraid of the answer, <laughs> but I'm going to ask. Do it. All right. Well, very cool. Well, listen, Mark, it has been a huge pleasure. I My really pleasure. appreciate our conversation. I'm glad I've gotten to know you a little bit. I feel like I got a new friend and um, I'm just, uh, I'm excited for, uh, you know, our friendship going forward, brother. I look forward to that too. Thanks. You know, like I said, you know, well, I haven't said, but as, as parents and specifically dads, we are, uh, we're in an exclusive club and um, we have to support each other because yeah. left to the designs of our children, we could be a crumbled mess by the end of it. <laughs> but I have a, a network of fathers, ironically that we support each other like a team that I play basketball with personally, but they, we've all, I've watched them grow up their kids and we swap ideas. So I think it's important to have conversations like the one you and I are having. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Well, you got a new one in me. So and vice um, versa. Awesome. Well, there you have it. Another exciting episode complete. My guest today certainly represents the data community very well. Continue to stay tuned because my shows with amazing guests comes out every week. You don't want to miss out. Please help the show by subscribing and leaving a rating. I would love your feedback. If you know anyone this show could help, please share it with them. I don't want anyone missing out on what it takes to be a great parent. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Data Podcast. I read all your comments and respond to them all. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. This is Data. Up.